At Jewelers Mutual, we're a little obsessed with jewelry. Obsessed like auctioneers with talking fast. Pop stars with auto-tune. And dentists with asking questions so, how did he propose? after they've put their hands in your mouth. Great. Yes, we've made jewelry our obsession for over 100 years. We love it so much, we named our kids Ruby, Amber, and Opal. Venti soy latte for Opal? At Jewelers Mutual, we insure jewelry and only jewelry, which is why people who are also obsessed with jewelry trust us with theirs. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and I'm joined by my fellow host, Paul James Caden, and we are the people under the stairs. Have you been under the illusion that perhaps the evil spirits, demons, maybe it's Satan, maybe it's some paranormal spirit, an alien, some type of uh, untoward incident has grabbed a hold of Paul and myself. Well, it hasn't been all that dramatic, folks. It's been a case of the flu, and it had my <laughs> it had my good buddy and co-host and fellow under the Starian. Hey, do you like that term, Paul? The uh, and under the Starian, uh, our, our own breed. 
<laughs> there we go. My fellow under the Starian, Paul, was, was really down for the count of his entire family. And we just could not get this poor fellow up and have his stomach settled and everything else like that and his coughing stopped so that we could have a show. So please accept our deepest apologies for not being with our favorite audience, which is you, for the past uh, couple of weeks. But uh, we do have a great show for you today. And uh, it's, I, I think it's apropos uh, to, to what's happened to poor Paul and his family. We're going to do a show today on the anti-vaxxers. What the heck is that all about? And Paul, I've hijacked the beginning of the show because you've been ill. You've had a hot day. You've had a cool towel on your head and you've been taking medication <laughs> for two weeks. And how the heck... How, how the heck are you feeling? How's everything going today? Better. I've been the uh, the person under the weather rather than under the stairs. It's That's true. Uh, the stomach bug that went through the house, I had it, and everyone else had it, so I had to tend to things. And then uh, a week after that, I'm coming down with a bit of a head cold. So it's it's been a it has joyous. <laughs> Well, well, that that's never a fun thing, but uh, you know, uh, it, it, it kind of has a lead-in to this uh, to this topic we wanted to uh, talk about today. And I can't tell you. I know this is near and dear to Paul's uh, heart. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's the the one who basically came up uh, with the suggestion for this show today. And I have to tell you, as a psychologist, one of the jobs that I've had. Uh, oh, that I did for well over 20 years. I was in the field for over, well over 40 years. But over 20 years, I ran a kid's clinic, uh, a children's clinic. And, uh, you know, for folks who are developmentally disabled or high-risk birth uh, children. And man, other than, uh, you know, going through the 1980s with crack cocaine and, uh, you know, cocaine babies and alcohol, um, uh, you know, addiction with parents, uh, one of the other things that we dealt with is obviously kids who suffered the effects of uh, all kinds of problems related to not their parents not being vaccinated, one of them being measles. And uh, as autism came in, there was this uh, feeling that uh, the preservative in the MMR vaccine was causing autism. And people got this wild idea in their head to like not do vaccinations. And with that, I'll punt this one over to Paul. And, and, and Paul, t tell me what's going on in your head and what's going on in the news about this. Well, yeah, we're, we're all seeing the uh, the measles outbreak that's currently uh, <laughs> sweeping the nation, or at least parts of it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always been one that, that the, uh, the conspiracy theories, you know, because I've watched them grow from being somewhat plausible completely over the walls in a barrel. And that's the thing that really concerns me, because some of these people, I mean, everything is a conspiracy. If, if you see it, it's not true. It's a lie. It's an illusion by the government or the Illuminati. And they really ride this anti-vaxxer thing uh, to the hilt. They're telling people that, you know, it causes autism. It causes uh, nerve damage problem, you know, damage to the nervous system. A whole host, you know, crippling diseases and, you know, that, that will... Uh, be terminal. 
Uh, and they also want to tell people, well, you know, they put this stuff in, in the the vaccines, including the flu vaccine, and all these others, for a means of population control. And people are just eating all of this up. And it's so incredibly sad and even alarming to see how influenced people are by these voices. Uh, you know, people of authority, you know, on the internet, don't do it. It'll kill you. It'll, it'll kill your children. They'll, they'll be autistic. And uh, now we're seeing the result. And, and now that the conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers are saying that the news we're seeing now with the measles outbreak is all fake news. It's not happening. So, man, what a crazy, crazy thing to be uh, witnessing right now. Yeah, it uh, it really is a, a really serious thing. And uh, I know New York City uh, is uh, facing uh, some really big problems with that. And I guess, um, you know, they've had uh, I don't have the exact numbers, but I was kind of shocked when I, when I heard them that they were in the thousands uh, for that, because I don't know if people really realize this, but um, we're, we're going to be doing another show uh, on a different issue, and one of the famous books uh, that it's related to anthropology is called Guns, Germs, and Steel. And I was talking to Paul about this today, and it's it's how all throughout human history, conquerors have come to you know different countries, uh, whether it be the conquistadors or whatever it is, and people have asked, why did one culture – win and one culture lose? Why did one culture dominate the other culture? And it had to do with guns, germs, and steel, meaning actually the technology of steel, like cutlasses and, and uh, better technology, that kind of stuff. Now, what the hell is my point? One of the chief ways that we killed people by the, and I mean by the billions, in history was with two particular diseases. One was with syphilis and the other one was with measles. You know, forget about the Black Plague. That was bad enough. But, uh, you know, which devastated Europe in the, in the 10th, 11th, 12th centuries, those kinds of things. But measles, when, uh, when we brought, we came to the New World, we decimated Indian tribes. We decimated the Eskimos. We've decimated people in South America. And I think you're familiar with that, Paul. Uh, in, uh, in America... Uh, in colonial America, and even when I was a young boy, when there was no measles vaccine, you know, measles are very dangerous. And there's a, a relatively, you know, significant number of people who get very sick from the measles, namely with things like pneumonia, high temperatures, other things, you know, related to like weakening your immune system. And then you succumb to, you know, you can die. So it's a really serious thing. And I, I was looking at some statistics from UNICEF today. You know, measles was almost eradicated in the mm. civilized world. And in the United States, there were no cases reported for, I think, like a decade or something like that or even longer. And then people got this idea due to another crazy conspiracy thing, I think, on uh, – it's not a conspiracy, but just bad information on autism – where people are saying that the preservatives in the uh, in the in the vaccine are causing autism, or and there's all kinds of theories like red dye was the reason for you know ADHD or all kinds of things. 
that people are trying to 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 kind of you know push off as causes of these things uh, that are wrong. And I'm looking at in, uh, information where in in the the present day uh, in the Philippines, for example. They're big into this. There's like 10 countries right now that are responsible, it says, for three quarters of the global surge in measles from last year, according to UNICEF. And the Philippines is one of them. And they had an epidemic that infected almost 15,000 people with the measles because they're, you know, healthcare is a is a whole totally different thing over there in general as well. And you know how many people died of from that from that 15,000 people, Paul? Oh, I don't. I don't actually know that. Yeah, it's two hundred and thirty-eight people died from that. That's a that's a whopping amount of people, folks. Yeah, that is. When you really think of that, you know, I uh, that's that's a crazy, crazy rate. I think that's three percent, if I'm not mistaken. You know, that's uh, th- that's pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts. When something is statistically significant, if it's just like 0.5 of one percent. That's like a high. That's like a high, you know, rate kind of a thing. So the consequences on this stuff can be very, very severe. That's just in the people who can get affected by measles, you know. So where do you, where do you think, or why do you think, Paul, that people, uh, you know, we talk about UFOs, the paranormal, all kinds of strange things. Where do you think that people get crazy ideas like this? Well, it's just like I, I talked about on one of my podcasts on 1159 last week. Uh, I talked about the herd mentality, and there are uh, certain studies and out there that, that do show that, that most people do not, do not want to think for themselves. They want somebody to tell them what to do, you know, how to do it, what to believe, how to, you know, live their lives. And, uh, there's another group of people that may seem to be, you know, the independent thinkers and, and strong in their opinion, but they're very influenced by strong or charismatic personalities. And I'm sure you're familiar with the, um, the test that they did where they uh, put people in a room and drew two lines on a blackboard and said, which one is longer? And they were, they were both the same length. Oh, absolutely. Sure. That's a classic psychology experiment. Yeah. Yeah, they had they had the plant in there who said, "No, you're all wrong. That you know the one line is longer than the other." And he convinced most, if not all, the people in the room that that he was right. You know that that one line was longer than the other, when clearly they they weren't all. And I think that's the big problem is that you know some of these conspiracy theorists and and people that propagate that stuff. If if you listen to their podcasts, if you put on their YouTube channel. Very authoritative, you know. They're, uh, you know, very hard-spoken people. Like, uh, 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 uh. And I think that really uh, influences a lot of people or appeals to the individuals who want someone to tell them what to do. I had, um, I was actually talking today to uh, the gentleman Derek Rose that uh, I did a podcast with when I was doing the, the spirit side. And uh, he has uh, a spiritual uh, channel uh, video podcast on YouTube. And he was telling me that people email him all the time and say, Derek, tell us what to do, you know, in our, in our religion and our spirituality, what foods are lawful to eat, you know, uh, what day should we worship? You know, what, you know, 
they actually want him to make religious laws for them. And he's saying, no, that's not my thing. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to make <laughs> no religious laws for anyone. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the big, big problem. You know, a lot of people do look for someone to follow or they kind of fall in line. And, it, you know, again, that, that I, I think that's a very serious problem in the world today because it seems more than ever people are, you know, hey, just find someone to, you know, tell us what to do. What should we believe? And I think that's why we have so many pockets of people that are divided on so many issues, you know, because they all have, uh, and they're like little kingdoms unto themselves with their leaders, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of the things where social media um, and uh, even supposedly things that are the academic media, people don't go to reliable sources. I know uh, I I mention it all the time that I, uh, you know, I'm a a college uh, professor and I teach online courses. And of course, I have writing assignments. And in order for for people, you know, I don't want the students that they're not they have to engage in critical scientific thinking. So if you have an opinion about something when you're doing an analysis of something you have to you have to have reputable um, information or supporting documentation you know you just do it's it's not an op, it's not an op-ed piece you know if i'm doing a show like this i can give you an opinion i still i should still try and back it up with facts or you know information but i'm not mandated to if i'm now if i'm writing a research paper or, or i'm i'm trying to do a critical thinking or an analysis of something i am obligated to to try and have accurate information what you find is that people are very lazy and if you google anything because of information overload on the internet there's so much bad information mm-hmm. out there a lot of it's very 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 misleading uh, particularly on these things. Um, number one, the whole concept of autism and the frequency of it is misleading. You know, I, people in the field who are not being, who are not making a, a lot of financial benefit off of autism, I think have a tendency to be a lot more honest about it. And probably autism is on the rise because it's, it's being identified more. And the other factor is it's been operationally defined differently than it was years ago, uh, which means that uh, the criterion to say that somebody's on this spectrum increases the likelihood of um, of a diagnosis. And uh, the other thing is that there's a lot of misreporting of it, of people claiming that somebody has something when they clearly don't have it, right? Now, the show isn't on autism, but it's on on vaccinations. So when people are getting all this misinformation, uh, you know, or questionable scientists, uh, science on autism, they're also getting a lot of questionable information on things like the vaccine. And they're making a mistake. And it's where I think, uh, Paul, you and I are actually doing the public service by this uh, show on People Under the Stairs, where people need to know there's a difference between causation and correlation. And that means correlation means that, hey, you know, there there may be some correlated feature that in some cases of people with autism, uh, you know, maybe the MMR vaccine may have had some small degree of uh, influence on it. It wasn't a it wasn't a direct cause of it, but it might be slightly correlated with it, you know, but, mm-hmm. but it's not a, it's not a cause. It's just something that's correlated with it. it it's something that's coexisting. However, when people read that stuff, they mistake it for a cause. 
And uh, is that clear, what, kind of what I'm saying, Paul, that they're mistaking a cause for just something as kind of a side event? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think so. I think that's yeah. very clear. And that's a dangerous <laughs> thing. Otherwise, you would never take an aspirin or you would never take an ibuprofen or you would never do anything. You know, you would never take any medication that to, that your doctor gave you because every time you take one, look at what the pharmacist sends you. They sent you a hit list of all of the possible side effects that you could possibly uh -huh. have, right? They're all the correlated features that if, if a, in a bad event happened, it, it might have something to do with this, not a direct cause for it. And that's, that, could, that could be with salt or sugar or, you know, chlorinated water. Or a bar of soap that you're using. So people people make that mistake and then they drop this off. And not only are you risking that kids are going to get this and get sick, but this shit can hit anybody. This can hit any adult with measles. And, you know, the, the people who haven't been exposed to them uh, or maybe had a shot you know, to, to prevent them and didn't have the double, you know, or, uh, or an updated shot or, or anything else like that. Now, you know, a guy my age could be at risk for getting whacked with that, uh, for, you know, or a woman who's pregnant. And then you've got a whole, a whole slew of other things that are going on there. So it's, it, it's really an unfortunate uh, fact because people are basically dealing out of uh, ignorance and faulty decision making to do that they are and it's, it's absolutely true that the internet uh is a big culprit you know everybody knows it's the first thing off the list well don't believe everything you read on the internet but then oh absolutely the mm -hmm. internet. and and it, it's funny when you talk about autism you know how <clears throat> how little we we've actually known when mm -hmm. you were talking about that I, I was reminded of this movie uh, it was a remake of an old 50s um, uh, movie about UFOs. I, I don't remember. I don't remember the um, the name of it, but I remember uh, Scott Bakula of uh, Quantum Leap and Star Trek Enterprise Fair was in it, and uh, I remember this line he had uh, in the movie. And this is a movie that came out in just the early mid '90s, mm -hmm. and the character was talking to another character and said. Well, I was autistic as a child, but you know, but as he got older, he grew out of it, you know, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's not that, not that very long ago, you know, people were thinking that, you know, you could grow out of autism, which is, you know, complete, uh, complete fantasy. Yeah. That's, that, that's a really good point. As a matter of fact, switching gears, uh, but it's still on the same thing with this MMR thing. Uh, and, and not taking the vaccines and, you know, false information and false expectations. Of course, I dealt with literally thousands of autistic people in my career and their families, of course, always meeting with the families. And one of the best things that I learned to tell a family, uh, and it wasn't anything that was negative, but it was the most truthful thing. And it kind of dovetails off of your thing is that inside every autistic person, when you're do using all these treatments and everything else, you know what's there inside every autistic person? I'm, I, this is a quiz for you. This is a quiz for you. What do, who, what do you think is inside every autistic person? A person? <laughs> no, it's – yeah, and I know. I, 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 it's kind of a loaded question. Inside of every autistic person 
is another autistic person <laughs> is an autistic person. There's not a there's not a quote normal person inside an autistic person or a non autistic person. That autistic person is autistic. Uh, and they may respond to things differently or better or have more successes in life due to other treatments. But you're not it's not like you're gonna give that person a shot and uh, transform them into something else, you know, uh, that they weren't uh, in the first place there. And that's a shocking thing for some parents and a tremendous relief for others. And it's their first step towards uh, uh, many times uh, understanding what's going on. And it ties into this thing with vaccines. Yeah, You know, there's another thing uh, with the thing with vaccines I was thinking about, and uh, we talked about it on our show about rights of people. Uh, I, I hear a lot of people um, I, I see on the internet, and some of them are my friends, and they're, they're staunch believers that they have the right not to vaccinate their kids. And there's a real uh, philosophical question there. It's that you have the freedom to do certain things, and you have the you should also have the freedom from certain things. Remember, we discussed that on another show. Yep, and yep. when you when you decide you're not going to vaccinate your kid. And you're going to put your community and your school and your college and your uh, other playmates of your children at risk or people who are pregnant or people, you know, f- you know, traveling internationally. If you're on a plane or you go on vacation, y- other people should have to f- be free to have the freedom from being infected from things that there's no reason they should be infected from. Because you want to exercise that choice, you know it's uh, you, you you have to have some really great reasons not to do that, or there have to be some special circumstances where maybe I, I don't know what the answer to it is, where where you can't go to certain things or participate in certain things, or or you just have to do those things because it isn't right to see other people get sick and die, or yeah, uh, you know, have terrible effects on their children for no friggin' reason other than you just feel that that's your right not to do that. And and they have this thing. Well, if if you're vaccinated and I'm not, then why why should you worry about it? Because uh, even if I do get the measles or whatever other disease, well, you won't get it because you're vaccinated. So why do you mm-hmm. you know? But the idea is, yeah, it might not affect me, but it's going to affect all those other hundreds or thousand people who aren't vaccinated, <laughs> you know, borrowing from, from this trip. Yeah, or, or, or aren't at a stage where they can be vaccinated yet. Yeah, you don't, yeah. A, a, a baby doesn't, you know, a, a newborn baby doesn't get vaccinated with these things. These vaccinations happen at certain ages, you know, when uh, they're appropriate to, uh, you know, vaccinate children, uh, you know, with these things. And in the interim, they're at risk for those kinds of things. So it's, um, you know, it's 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 kind of a it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a, a serious problem. Not kind of. It is a serious problem. And I get that. I'm, I'm, I, I really get the idea of people, you know, having choices in their medical treatments and and things like that. But uh, I guess, you know, uh, I'm actually going to do a, uh, an individual podcast on it, but with freedom comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the old reality therapy stuff. When, when you want freedom, you know, freedom isn't free, man. It, it, you have to act responsible. 
And it's, uh, I don't know if anybody in these cir- circumstances, Paul, if they do what you'd call a, the, a risk analysis, uh, the risks, uh, the benefits of not taking a vaccine equal to the risk that you take and the risk that you put other people through. What do you think? What's your impression of that? I don't know that a lot of people do. My wife was just reading an article uh, a little while ago before we did this podcast where uh, someone had a baby that had measles, you know, too young to be vaccinated. And all the anti-vaxxers were on there saying, well, you know, don't worry about it. It's just a rash. They'll get over it. You know, and the baby's in the hospital for crying out loud with the measles. And uh, I, I don't think people, or at least a lot of people, or these people, don't do the the research or the the pros and the cons or the risk factors because, you know, they already have it in their head. You know, a the vaccine is bad. B, you know, measles aren't. You know, it's no big deal. It's just a rash. You'll get over it. Mm-hmm. And there, it's a lot of people in, in, a, in a place of uh, uh, very great ignorance where they don't even feel they have a need to go any further than that. They have all the answers right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, now, that's, that's a bad place, uh, you know, to be. And, and you know, it's a funny one uh, if uh, switching gears for a second, but it's the same thing. And there is scientific, ev- there is scientific evidence on the other hand, or some correlated features uh, for many years, my colleagues and, uh, and I, uh, we would research the literature uh, and this is going back to the 90s uh, in the early 2000s when we would see this influx of autism. And uh, this isn't a show on autism, but it ties into the anti-vaxxers and things like that. And there was so much bad news um, related to um, things like ADHD and autism. People would come up with a lot of crazy things. There was the augmented communication scam for autism, mm-hmm. the same kind of thing where they say, oh, this guy's, you know, he's, he's having full conversations now if you if you hold his, his arm and he, he's typing this and everything. And uh, that was proven 100% wrong. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, chief psychologists in my agency in the state of New York committed suicide. It ended his career in disgrace from one of the uh, big developmental centers. He was a big proponent of that. And it was just a fraudulent uh, kind of thing that people were doing unconsciously. Uh, you know, influencing uh, autistic uh, supposed reactions from people. But one of the things that we did take a look at is um, research from uh, the Midwives Association. And, and these are people who go all over the world and they were taking, um, they were taking uh, scientific information on countries, underdeveloped countries that had basically very few cases of autism. And then the numbers would significantly increase once they started implementing sonograms. And you know what those are, sound waves, uh, mm-hmm. that you're taking a, a picture of, uh, of the fetus. And uh, I looked at that my fr- with my colleagues at the time, and these were reputable things that are being done. I, and I haven't researched this in a while, but see, you know, this makes sense to me. Uh, where this could be a contributing factor for whether it be learning disabilities or something else. But my understanding is that for a fetus who can be fully aware of sounds and tastes and all kinds of things at a certain age, just in case you folks are not aware of that. And if you want to see a great series, PBS has In the Womb, where they show you from conception to birth, uh, amazing stuff with 3D sonograms. Uh, 
a sonogram sounds like a friggin' freight train to the fetus. The sounds are stunning. And one of the things they say now when to, to doctors and nurses when they're, when they're doing the sonogram is not to point that thing at the babies. Guess what? Their brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, my assumption was, and it was never stated in the uh, midwife's thing, uh, you know, clearly is a, a possible correlation or a possible reason could be the use of sound waves aggravating kind of the migration of the the, of the brain cells of the baby during those periods where the brain cells are migrating to places in the, in the brain so that when you're born, your brain functions normally. So my point being is, yeah, there can be some features out there. There can be techniques that we're using that could uh, affect these things, but we don't know them. You, you know, you, you, if you have to do those things scientifically, you have to get all the data, you have to rule it out. Uh, you know, you, now, my feeling with that is that I'll, I've told people, hey, if you don't, you know, if you don't need all those sonograms, you know, where they'll go in there every month, don't get them. You know, because what's the risk if you don't get uh, an extra sonogram? That when they say, do you want to see a picture of your baby? There's no need for it, right? No, I wouldn't no. think so. No, not you know, th- those are extra ones. I guess They're, you know they just want to you know do you a solid on those kind of things. You know, that if there's a need for a sonogram, do it. But if there's not, don't do it. But in this case, with the measles stuff, wow, man, if you don't do it, it's a, it can be a really hurting thing. Did I go off in the weeds there on uh, sonograms and autism or, or what? Or you think it had any relationship to this discussion, Paul? Oh, boy, totally in the weeds. No, I don't think <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> as, we, uh, as we reach the, uh, the close of the half hour here. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I want to say that, uh, uh, as you said, uh, dovetail off of that to say, you know, I know there's problems in the medical community. I've never been. I'm like my grandfather. I'm not, you know, big fan of doctors and stuff, some of the things that, that that they do. Sure, but I, I'd never, uh, I would never, you know, come on a show like this and tell people to do something that I thought was spurious or knew was harmful. You know, oh, absolutely. Yes. When it, when, it, when, it come, when it comes to vaccines, I mean, you know, you've worked with autistic people, you know, you've been involved and, you know, kind of joined at the hip with the medical community. My mm-hmm. wife he, teaches autistic kids, so she's always mm-hmm. right on the current, uh, you know, information and research. And, and folks, it has been shown over and over and over again, you know, these vaccinations are not. Uh, causing autism, they're they're not for population control to take us out, you know. Yes. So they can cut down on the uh, the population, you know. As Stan said, that there there's always risks. There there might be somebody that could have a reaction to, you know, some ingredient in there, but it's it's rare, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, we're not going to come on here and tell anybody to do anything that would endanger themselves. Or their no. You know, and, and I would just say, you know, dismiss the hype, you know, get vaccinated, get your flu shot, you know, do what's best for your health. You know, mm-hmm. there's some strains of the flu out there. I had one when I was like 31, 32. And I swear that, that I'm older. If I had that strain of flu right now at 52, 
I think it would kill me. Mm-hmm. That's that thing had everybody in the house had it and we were so damn and I didn't get I didn't get the flu shot back in back then because I I was kind of the thought you know if you get the flu shot you get the flu but mm-hmm. man that was such a, a bad flu uh, and, and I'll tell you how bad it was I couldn't even make it to the bathroom you know without feeling like I was going to pass out I, I had a gallon milk jug that I would like pee in I had to pee mm-hmm. and by the by the end of this thing, I, I should have probably been, you know, went to the doctor or the hospital. My urine was the color of iced tea in that jug. That's bad. <laughs> you know, Paul, that's what I consider TMI, Paul. That's too much information. <laughs> it is. But you know, it's, it's, it's yes. just the thing. You know, if, if you happen yes. to get a very, a very strong uh, yes. strain of yes. food that takes you down like that, the older you get, the more risk you have. That it's mm-hmm. going to take you out, man, or you're going to have some complications. You know, right. so don't don't play with this sort of thing, folks. Yeah, you know that that's a very good point, and uh, I and uh, I know we're at the end of the half hour, but I but I do want to take 15 seconds as being a health professional to say that too. Anything that we're saying to you on this show is just our opinion. Uh, it's not to replace your personal opinion, and a, the the best person's opinion is your consultation with your healthcare providers. You know, and you should always make the you know don't listen to me or Paul uh, and take us as the gospel, uh, because we could be right on 150 percent. However, there are exceptions to everything, and your healthcare should be decided by you and your healthcare provider. We're here, uh, I won't say for just entertainment purposes, but for entertainment and for discussion purposes, not to substitute for a medical professional. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, these are just interesting things to talk about. Certainly never to mislead you, but uh, part of not misleading you is to saying, be very, very careful. You know, and if you're going to make an error uh, in judgment, make it on the side of safety. That's a piece of advice uh, that I that I would give. You know, make it. You know, don't don't err on the side of the flu or the measles or something that can grab you by the ass and won't let you go. Not a good thing. No. I, I would like to add to that: find a healthcare provider that you like and that you trust. Oh, absolutely. There's so many people. I mean, we we have relatives who have doctors that they don't like. They don't mm-hmm. trust, and you say, "Well, why don't you change?" Well, I've been seeing them for so long. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Find one a person, you know, a healthcare provider that you can talk to, that you relate to, has a good bedside manner. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're, if you're not discussing th- these things with your doctor because you think he or she is an idiot anyway, and you really don't like them, then that mm-hmm. person should be, <laughs> that it shouldn't be your doctor. You know, mm-hmm. find do trust and who is. You know, a straight shooter and a real person, not just a yapper telling you, you know, throwing opinion and nonsense at you all the time. But some of them do that. They just yap That's true. What you say. That's a, that's a show that we should do sometime. That's a show that we should do sometime on uh, on that kind of thing. But all that said, I think we're at the end of our show. And our viewers are probably at the end of their rope. Now, if you don't want to be living underneath the stairs in pain, if you don't want to be urinating in a in a in a milk jug, <laughs> then do some of the things that we told you to do. Be safe, be smart, and be careful. 
And uh, Paul, we should probably have another, we'll probably have another show out in a couple of days. Am I correct? And it's going to be a really interesting one. You want to let people know what, what we're going to do a show on? Give them a little teaser. We are going to talk about what will happen if and when we make contact with extraterrestrials. You know, they just recorded something with the, uh, the uh, what is it, the, the rover or mm-hmm. on Mars now that there was seismic activity. And some people are saying, no, this isn't seismic activity. Uh, this shows that there's underground civilizations. This sounds like, you know, a subway or something going underneath the rover. So mm-hmm. it, it, sparked, it sparked the conversation, you know, is somebody up there living, you know, subterranean, uh, you know, we, of course we wouldn't come on and say, oh yeah, that's true. But it, it brings up the conversation. What if it was true? What would happen? What will happen? And, and just so to, to give you one little extra teaser to this, if you think our government doesn't have a plan for that, you're wrong. Think again, they do. And so do the other governments in the world. There's some very interesting protocols that you'll want to know about and some very things some very important things that you'll want to consider next time you're flashing a flashlight out in a dark field saying, E.T., I'm here. You might want to hide in the gopher hole and keep your head down. But that's until the next show. So for me, Stan Wangland, and I'll let Paul close it out. We'll see you next time on The People Under the Stairs. That's right. As I always say, be safe out there, everybody. Educate yourselves, and we will see you on the next podcast, Under the Stairs. Bye-bye, folks. We're stopped. You there, Paul? It still says you're recording the call. Oh. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.